Chassam Seifer would begin his drashas for Tishabov were always Zion of, which was the day the Goyim entered the Heichel, entered the base Hamikdash, till they finally started burning it late Tishabov afternoon. And he would always start with the Medrash that says in Parshas Yisrael. The Medrash, the Mechilta says, "B'chaydish Hashlishi, Kishatem Zaychim Atem Mainim Levinyanei." If you'll be Zaycha, you'll count how many years the Beis Hamikdash is built. B'chishiatem Zaychin, and when you're not Zaycha, Atem Maina LeChorbanei. You'll have to count to the Chorban, which he understood the Chassam Seifer that there's a special Indian to count of how many years it's been since Churban Beis Hamikdash, and to recognize that this year is 1955 years, 1,955 years from Churban Beis Hamikdash. The Svardim, I think, in the Kinnas tonight, there's a place where they actually fit it in. It's part of the Kina to say how many years it is. The Gemara in Mesech the Gitin, the famous Gemara, the Gemara says, Amr Rabbi Yechanan, Mai Dechsiv, Nun Heyam Adbeiz, Ashrei Adam Mefachei Tamid. Fortunate is a person who's always afraid, who fears constantly, who maksha libo yipo bira. Says the Gemara, what is that referring to? Akamso barkamso charev Yerushalayim. And Rashi says, Ashrei Adam Mefachei Tamid, how does that pasuk? Apply to the stories of Churban Yerushalayim, says Rashi, Mefached Doyeg Lirez Hanoilad. Person who worries to see the future, what's going to happen, that if I do something, nothing bad should come out of it. That's what it means, Ashrei Adam Mefached Tamid. Person who's constantly cognizant of what the results, or tries to be at least, of his actions. And with that, the Gemara brings the story of Arkamsa and Barkamsa Chor of Yerushalayim. The famous story of the party. And eventually, he went and was Malshin to the Roman government. The Jews have rebelled against you. A blatant lie at that time. Things weren't, the Jews were, there was maybe some rebellion going on, but it wasn't the way that he described it. But from there began Churban Beis HaMikdash. So I want to share with you a shmuz from Rav Moshe Rosenstein, Zechreina Levracha, was the Mashkiach of Lamja in Poland. Ish Kaddish Ad Ma'id, I think they said he fasted for 30 years straight. He only ate at night and on Shabbos and Yantif. That's what they said. Yishkadosh Ad Ma'id. And he has a sefer called Avas Meisharim. My shvogers was on Gezunt and Avtali Biala sent me a different shmuz on Avelus, an unbelievable uh, just understanding human nature about what Avelus is. Once I was already in the neighborhood, so to speak, I started looking around and I saw he has an unbelievable shmuz on Akamsa Bar Kamsa Charev Yishalayim, which is something practical that we could take away to learn from the story amongst, of course, many practical lessons. And he says as follows. He says, Chazal, with this Gemara, taught us an Iker Gadol. And that is, 
Kidover kal ha'erech, something that seems and is inconsequential. It's not really such an important thing. But that thing, yochal l'savev dvarim g'daylim. That could bring unbelievable, great v'nairoim and awesome things. Asher That from something small, you could have something turn over an entire world. And he says, we find this concept in three inyanim. Number one, Tava ha'olam, nature. Number two, Havayas ha'olam, things that happen in the world. And the shlishi, the third thing, which he says perhaps is the main thing, benafshei shaladam, in the person himself. And he explains each one, and he says, b'teva ha'olam. For example, it's very simple. You take a small seed, and you plant it. And what grows is a gigantic tree. How is it possible that something so tiny could produce something so great? It could produce a gigantic tree that people will look and say, this came from a tiny seed? The Rabbi put that in the Teva HaOlam, that something so small and something that seems so cheap and inconsequential could produce something Dover Godom that you can't even compare it to the thing that caused it. You can't compare gigantic oak tree, gigantic cedar tree, in anything. Not in value, not in awe, not in anything. It's incomparable to the tiny seed that you would toss away at sometimes. So that's the obvious one, B'teva ha'olam. V'asheni, and the second one he says, is B'havayosesh ha'olam, in things that happen in the world. And that is what Chazal wanted to teach us by telling us the story of Kamsa bar Kamsa. That from something small, Yerushalayim was destroyed, the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, Kalal Yisrael was sent into Golos, and we're still here. We're still here. 1955 years later, we're still here in Golos. From something that seems to be small and inconsequential. And he says, if you look in the his, his history books, you'll look at the historians, and you're a student of history, and you want to see what caused Churban Beis Hamikdash. So you'll look in the history books, and you'll see, they'll talk about how the Jews were rebelling against the Romans, and because of that, they came to squash the rebellion, and there was a war, and they beat them, and they destroyed Eretz Israel. You will not find anywhere in any history book, the story of Kamsa and Bar Kamsa. You won't find any historian who says, you want to know why Yushalayim was destroyed? Because it was a story with a party that a guy got kicked out. No one's ever going to say that. Does that mean it didn't happen? Of course it happened. But when historians look at something, they look at the big picture, they look at the big events, and rightfully so, that's the way they write it. But Chazal came along, and Chazal, who lived B'tkufas HaChorban, Chazal, who lived after the Chorban, and had a Kabbalah, one or two dairis after the Chorban. And they said, we have a different story that caused that Chorban. Yes, we know what was going on politically in Eretz Yisrael at the time. But we're going to tell you that it didn't necessarily have to happen. And the reason, the spark that set the whole thing off was something small. 
Something small in the bigger picture, of course, Sinas Chinam, I'm not making light of it, but in the bigger picture of Kla Yisrael, and like all oh, we've mentioned, different Gemaras. Valdavar it was Nechtam Gzar Dinam. this is why Churban Beis Hamikdash happened. Chazal are very into that, to tell us this story, that story, something very random events, that this was the big thing, of course, is to teach us the Midas and all of that. But says Ramayisha Zechrain Levrach as follows. Chazal were telling us that really, he says, historically, those who were rebelling were a small amount. Most people didn't want the rebellion. And it's possible that they would have won, they would have quieted them down. It's possible the Romans never would have heard about the rebellion and everything would have been continuing as it is. But because of this one event of Kamsa Bar Kamsa, that he went and he was Maushin in front of the Caesar, that the Jews are rebelling. He's the one who brought it to light. And perhaps it wasn't even true. They weren't rebelling at the time. There wasn't, no ma- there wasn't a massive rebellion going on. But because of that, he came to fight and destroyed Yerushalayim. And he gives a mushal. Well, he has two shmuzim. He gives a mushal. And in his days, it was after the First World War. And he says... For example, the First World War, we know, he says it was 16 years earlier, there was no such Muhammad, it was called at that time the Great War, it was called. There was no such war like that in history. So many countries involved, millions of people involved, killed, millions killed. There was no such thing before. If someone would come along and tell us, you know, I'll tell you the reason, why World War, 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 the World War um, was fought. It's very simple. There was a foreign minister, the Russian foreign minister was named Sazanov, and um, his cook had burnt the fish that night. And his supper was burnt. And that's what's caused the war. So we would say, are you crazy? What do you mean that caused the war? Someone burnt fish to cause World War I? So he says, the emissaries, you look at the historians, they'll tell you what caused. All the political things that caused World War I. All the political things, how Russia and Germany were really b'shalom, so to speak, with each other, or they were talking to each other, but then they got a big fight. He says, because I'll tell you, this is a marshal. Lavdafka had happened. He said, but what could have happened is as follows. As they were both arguing, the Russians had mobilized here and there, and the Kaiser, the German Kaiser, didn't want it. He told them to stop it. So if the foreign minister would have had a good supper that night, and would have felt decent, and he would have felt calm, so perhaps he would have been able to ha- handle the Germans telling him what to do, talk to them and say, we don't necessarily take orders from you, but he would have said it in a nice way. He would have just said it in a way that he was trained for. This was his job as foreign minister to handle with the foreign countries. And who knows, maybe the whole thing could have been averted. But the problem was, his cook had burnt the fish. And he was upset. And he wasn't in a good mood. And because he wasn't in a good mood, when the Germans told him what they want him to do, he told them, <laughs> no, goodbye. And he says, we do what we want. No one's going to tell us to do it. He snapped at them and that's it. And all of a sudden, everything broke loose. And Germans said, that's how he talked to us. And World War I erupted. Is it wrong to say that burnt fish is what caused World War I? No, it's not wrong to say it. Of course there were all of these things happening. However, however, there always has to be that spark. There has to be something that sets it off. 
And if he would have been, so to speak, in a way that perhaps he was in a better mood, things could have been averted. So says Reb Moshe, that's the same thing. It's something inconsequential. Burnt fish. But that's what caused World War I. Akamsa bar kamsa charev Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim not necessarily had to have this whole war with the Romans. But it was one small maisa, a maisa of kamsa bar kamsa, that set the whole thing in motion. And Chazal wanted us to understand that. You could have something that seems to be nothing, but it could set into motion destruction of the entire world. That's the power of a small act. That's the power of a seed to produce a tree. And that's our kamsa of our kamsa, Chor of Yerushalayim. And he continues and he says, so Chazal are teaching this to us for the next level. And that is the third Indian, a person, the growth of a person. A person has many midas. And these midas, they decide how a person is going to act. They lead a person. His actions, his diburim, they're like seeds. And you'll say, so what's the big deal? One little bad midah here, one little bad midah here. What's the big deal? On a whole, I'm doing okay. It's true. But one little bad midah is that seed. One little bad midah is that burnt fish. One little bad midah is that kamsa bar kamsa. You don't know what something small could cause for the person. It could be detrimental to the person's whole growth and ruchnius. It could trigger events in the person's growth and who he is that could be detrimental. And on the flip side, the opposite, just like a seed, produces a big tree. It grows. Something small that a person does could make the person be the gadol that he could become. And that is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu Chazal wanted to teach us. Chazal wanted to teach us. It's the small things that make it or break it. The small things, his lashon is, from one small mida, so many things could happen in Yonim Gedolim that could make a mapeich in a person's world. can make such trouble for him. And he's going to forget. And he's going to think it's all the other things that are going on around him, not realizing that he set this whole thing in motion. It's not everybody else who's causing his issues. He's the one who's causing the problems. Whether it's his kas, whether it's his behilus, he's always in a rush, or another midah that he has, that all these saras are happening. If he wasn't so quick to judge, if he wasn't so quick to get angry, he would... He would, a person insults him, a person gets on his nerves, it's okay, moves on. But if he's one who has to fight back and answer back and always fight, it makes big machlaikis. He becomes a person who wants to take nakama against someone, a motion on someone. Who knows what could happen? So where did it come from? The guy who insulted him? Or because he got angry? Because he couldn't control himself. We always blame the other person. We always blame the environment. But Chazal wanted to teach us with Kamsa Bar Kamsa, you can't blame the environment. The environment might be ripe for all different types of things, but there's got to be that spark. 
that makes the whole thing blow up. And if he would have just had a little bit of emunah and bitachon and been able to be soivel, he wouldn't have had all the problems that he has. That, says Ramayish Rosenstein, Ashrei Odom Mifachei Tamit. That's what the Pasuk is saying. Ashrei Odom Mifachei Tamit. As Rashi says, he should be doing to make sure that the results of his actions are not something big like Kamsa Bar Kamsa Chorav Yerushalayim. A person has to be so careful, the smallest of the small, that a person could trip over, who knows what saris a person brings on himself, just like kamsa and bar kamsa. And that is the lesson that Chazal were teaching us here. A kamsa bar kamsa charav Yerushalayim. I think I just heard from a recording from Rabbi Elephant, from the Mir in, in Eretz Yisrael. He spoke to the the uh, Rabbanim conference, the Midwest Rabbanim in Chicago, I wasn't there, but I heard it. I heard the, the recording, and he said an interesting thing. It's a Negea Mamish this side. He said he spoke at a, a Shalom Bayis uh, vad he gave for 200 young light in Kiryat Sefer. And he told them that a person, if he, if he, if he wants to be Matzliach, has to feel good about himself. There's two ways to feel good about yourself. Either it's internal, or it's from the environment around you. Says, for example, everyone knows you're not supposed to come home hungry. Come home hungry, everything goes wrong. Why? Because since you come home hungry, so you don't feel good about yourself. Again, it doesn't have to mean self-esteem. It just means I'm not at my, at my game. So if everything bothers you, so you lash out at everybody. Did you gain anything at the end? No. If you realize that if you're doing okay and you're in a good mood, so then everything around you might not be going perfect, but okay, you could be civil it. It's not the end of the world. So, that's the aside. And he said, the next week they all came back and they said, Mamish, it worked. We came home, we realized the problem is not everybody else. The problem is us. We're the problem. If we would just realize that we're the problem, so we would solve all these problems. It's Mamish, this vart. And that's how Kamsa bar Kamsa Chorv Yushalayim. And as we mentioned from Moran Rosh Hashiva, Zechrein Levracha, from Gershon, we mentioned yesterday, that Gershon said, it's Midas Taivas that are Boyne Yerushalayim. Kamsa bar Kamsa was the Midas Rois. And as we're saying, it was the Midas Royce that triggered all these events. If we want to be Boyne Yerushalayim, it starts internally. It starts with us being Mitar Armidas, working on Armidas, realizing that many of our issues that happen to us in the world at large, in an environment, could be solved by us. Doesn't mean the person's right, doesn't mean that the environment is correct. Yes, the environment is ripe for a Khurban, the environment is ripe for a war. But there's got to be something that triggers it. And if we're able to be mitar our midas, work on our midas, on our primias, if we're able to think about what Chazal are trying to tell us here, how something so small brought about such catastrophe, ad hayayim hazeh, internalize that, think about that, that's how we're mesakin, churban Yerushalayim, as Rav Gershon said, that's how we're baina the churban Yerushalayim, and if we take this lesson the Chazal were teaching us, beza Hashem, we should talk that unfortunately this Tishabov, we again have to sit on the floor. But we should be zoicha that the tzayim of Hamishi, the tzayim of Tishabov, should turn the sasa the simcha the base Yisrael with the coming of Mashiach. Amen.